Hello, everybody, and it's officially time for Dreadful Talk, episode 36, and yeah, so we were going to do it yesterday, we ended up having some, you know, um, technical difficulties, and we are you know, unable to kind of come to a consensus with the, um, with, with, you know, hold on, this camera angle's different, there we go. It's a little off center. There we go. Anyway, episode 36 of Dreadful Talk. I'm going solo this week. Long, short story long. I'm going solo this week. And um, it's cool. You know, I um, it's cool to go solo every once in a while. And this is actually something that I've, like, wanted to talk about for a long time. Um, I didn't necessarily envision it would be through this podcast format, um, which we'll get into a little more and deeper into the podcast. But, um... This week, we're, um, you know, this episode is going to be somewhat a little different. Um, you know, I like to, you know, I like to think that, you know, from time to time, listening to this podcast, you may learn a thing or two or pick up a thing or two. And um, that's more of the, the type of podcast it is this week. Um, I really, really want to, you know, I hope whoever listens or, you know, can, I hope somebody out there can take use, make use of this information and this podcast and um, the subjects we're going to be talking about. And, um, well, we're going to be talking a little bit about like legacy, about like, what you leave behind after you're gone. We're going to talk a little bit of like, you know, financial literacy, you know, um, and we're going to talk about ending, you know, generational cycles and, and in particular, you know, generational poverty. I really because I, I, I see a way out and, and I've thought, I felt this way for a long time. I've educated myself on this subject, actually. Um, for once on this podcast, it's not just going to be bro science and talking out, talking out our asses. Like I actually know a little bit about this subject, not as much as the guest. That's why I'm actually still talking about the same subject that me and the guest that that ended up um, canceling, not canceling, but it it ended up working out. But um, we were going to talk about this subject, and he works in this field, and. Um, Whenever it fell through, I was like, you know what? I still want to talk about this because, you know, I know a good amount about it and I feel like it's important for people to hear. And um, so, and also I'm about to commit, um, what would you call it? Like YouTuber or like podcaster, like heresy or like blasphemy. Um, this podcast may not be for everybody. Um, if you, you know, have a lot of money already or, you know, were born with a silver spoon in your mouth, you know, and that's no disrespect. It's just that's not necessarily who I'm going to be speaking directly to. If you want to listen and support or, you know, just you you, you find you, you want to listen anyway. Now, that's that's by all means. I appreciate that. But uh, this week, I'm 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 talking to the people trying to get it out the mud. I'm talking to the people like me who, you know, started with, with essentially nothing. Um, and people, you know, that they said weren't born with a silver spoon in their mouth. And, and you know, and, and I want to help. And I want to make sure that, like, maybe our future children, or if you have children already, don't have to maybe come up, you know, in a similar fashion to the way maybe some of us did. And, um, and that's no knock on, you know, everybody, anybody's, parents or anything like that it's just this world's hard some people are dealt rough hands some people you know start behind the eight ball some people you know don't have any advantages or you know privileges and, and you know and that's like I said that's kind of the people I'm talking to this week that's who I associate with is my people um and and, and I know not always like I'm not like 
and, and I have plenty of people who come from affluent backgrounds that I love, but like I said, they, there's just this, there's this special connection between people that can relate to, to, you know, starting from the bottom, getting it out of the mud, however terminology you want to put on it, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. It's like, that's the one the politicians love to use. Um, and so, so, you know, that's kind of the, my target audience this week. And, you know, like I said, if that's, if that's not you, and, um, yeah, shout out to my boy Juice, my boy Arion. That's the exact type of person. You know exactly what I'm talking about, my brother. And uh, I appreciate you tuning in. And, yeah, man, so this week I want to talk about legacy, what we leave behind, the position we put our children in and our future generations that, you know, if you're a man, you know, that's going to bear your last name. How do you, how do you set up that next generation? And, and I'm not going to single out any group or race or anything there's because there, i've seen there's a lot of people out there that don't consider this or weren't raised that to think about this and i know like a lot of people i know a lot of people are like inheritance legacy like that's rich people shit that don't apply to me but like it kind of can't and that's kind of what i want to talk to you about today and i also want to start with the caveat of i'm not trying to sell you dick i'm not a salesman i'm not gonna at the end say there's a there's a link below click it and None sign up like no. This isn't no, this isn't no wolf in sheep's clothing or bait and switch. Like I have, I'm, this is my normal podcast episode. This is not an infomercial. This is just literally information that I've acquired that I feel like certain other people may not have been in the, put in the position to acquire. And I don't want to say it's like hidden knowledge, especially with the the tools of the internet today. Like, but it's kind of hidden in plain sight. You know, like I said, I know a lot of people weren't raised to think in terms of financial literacy and, and, and leaving a legacy and, and passing something on. A lot of people were raised on survival and, and you know, getting out how you live and, 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 and struggle and, and just trying your best, you know, and, and there's no shame in that. And there's actually something to be said about that. Like in the words of J. Cole, there's beauty in the struggle, ugliness in the success. Um, and I'm not speaking from no high horse either like I'm still trying to get it out the mud right along with you so I'm just saying like I have been put in a fortunate position life has dealt me a weird hand to where I've kind of seen you know the lowest like I've seen both sides of the coin like I've been in, in like low bottom situations and you know been eating dinner with millionaires and, and I'm, that's not a flex either that's just saying like I've been in a fortunate position to acquire some knowledge and I want to pass that on I don't want to, um, and, and like I said, and maybe you know this stuff already, but I just, I know whenever I learned about this stuff, I was like, damn, like it blew my mind. I was like, I feel like I need to tell more people about it. So much so that I actually was considering a career in, in, in this field. And I guess I'll quit beating around the bush and it's not the most flashy or fun topic, but I swear this shit could like change generations. And it's something simple as life insurance. Life insurance, yawn, yeah, whatever, exit off, not watching this shit. No, I'm telling you for real, like, this shit is important. Um, like, every, so this is what I'm talking about, leaving a legacy. So somewhere out there, there's a room full of 30-year-old dudes arguing over, like, LeBron James's legacy or, you know, Peyton Manning's legacy or whatever. And they haven't even put thought into their own legacy or, like, you know, what, what are you going to leave behind? And, 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 you know, for a long time, actually, you know what, and I'm not like saying this is just so, this is the way my mind works. I've always thought that way. Um, like 
I was always like super terrified of like putting my kids, future kids into like a bad situation. Part of the reason I don't have any kids is straight up. And, um, and that was always like a big like fear of mine. And so I've, I've been thinking about this because I still don't have children. I've been thinking about this shit for almost 10 years already of just like, I don't want to put my future generations in a bad spot behind the eight ball. And, and, you know, there's, there's, that's a complicated subject. Cause you know, like I said, a lot of us are always trying to just do our best and get by, but that you have to think of the bigger picture too. Um, you know, if you just keep staring at your feet and putting one foot in front of the other, eventually you might run into something and, and bonk your head. And so that's kind of a good analogy for this. I, I, I get it. I get it. I've been in survival mode. I've been, you know, struggling. And it's not fun and it's super hard. You can you can lose the forest through the trees real fast. And, and I just, I want to encourage, you know, our generation, you know, my generation to maybe, maybe look at it a little bit differently, even though we're still pretty young to be thinking about this kind of stuff. I know a lot of us already have kids or will be having kids soon. A lot of us are getting married and like, you don't want to just kind of stumble and bumble through life and then at the end be like, oh shit, I should have thought about this shit earlier, you know? Um, and so like I said, I'm, I'm talking to people just like me coming from places like I come from. And I appreciate anybody, you know, that's, that's going to stick this out with me and wants to learn a thing or two or, you know, I said, maybe, you know, somebody who you already know this information, but you know, somebody who could benefit from it. Feel free to share this video with them. Or this audio, if you're listening on an audio platform. But, so yeah, like I said, people are quick to argue about LeBron's legacy or Aaron Rodgers' legacy, but won't even take a second to think about their own legacy. And um, and so like I said, and, and this is kind of precursor, I'm not talking out of my ass. I actually am licensed in the state of California to sell insurance. I, I actually, I think my license expired now, but I did, I got certified and I did it. Not because I wanted to be an insurance salesman, and which is why I know, I, like I said, I'm not selling you anything. I'm not currently working. I chose to a different path. I didn't want that as my career, but I still got certified for it. And um, I learned a lot in that process. And I learned, and, and part of the reason why I didn't want to sell it for a living is because I wanted to do more of this. Like, I didn't want to, like, because whenever you're selling somebody something, it puts you in an adversarial position. People think you're trying to like take advantage of them. And a lot of times if you're a salesman, you are, right? You're getting that commission. And so no knock to my salesman out there, you know, get your money. We all got to earn a living. It's just that it is what it is. It's facts. And um, I wasn't interested in that. I wanted to like spread this like almost, I might even call it gospel of just like planning for your future planning for your future generations. And I was just thinking about this and, and I'll be real, a lot of my classes and a lot of the people I would deal with in this business, I don't think I dealt with one, you know, black person or African-American or mixed person like myself. Like I, uh, and that's due to largely to probably where I was at. I was taking these classes in San Jose, California. I'm sure if you take them in somewhere else, you know, there may be a different ratio, but I was not encountering anybody essentially that looked like me or really anybody for the most part in my age group. And, you know, I was in a room usually with a lot of like, you know, 
middle-aged um, white people and Asian people, and, and that's cool, that's awesome. That, that, it's no judgment on them or knock on them, but I was just like, damn, this message isn't hitting the demographic that I want it to hit. Because like, I just, like, I remember I would just, and I'll probably fail to recall this knowledge, but I'd be sitting in there in that class or, or you know, at a seminar, and I was, like I said, I was trying to learn as much as I could about this for a second there, and um, have these meetings, and um, I'd be like, damn, if just, if people knew about this, like, I feel like people don't even know about it, so, um, like I said, I am, I am, like I said, licensed in this field, but no, I'm not trying to sell you a damn thing, if you hit me up wanting to get some life insurance after this, I don't even know what direction to point you, like I said, I'm not, this isn't no infomercial, this is just me they said trying to get some knowledge to some people that may need it. And I know not everybody needs it. And another, like, this is going to seem like a weird connection to make. But, like, this, when I was taking these classes and really into this stuff, was really about the same time. Like, I think it was either right before Nipsey Hussle died or right after Nipsey Hussle died. I forget. But, um. You know, and his message of always like uplifting, you know, the black community and the, and the poor community and just giving people access. Like Nipsey's whole mission was like giving people access to like science, technology and math or whatever STEM equipment and access to that type of thing. And he had centers set up in his neighborhood and shit like that. And um, and so I was like, damn, like, I would love to do something along those lines, but just like with like financial literacy and like I said, um, and, I, and like I said, I'm not a financial expert. I have friends out there that are, but um, this is just one thing that I happen to know about. And I feel like it's a simple thing. And, you know, because like, let's be real. Like when we say financial literacy, like that single mom out there with two kids, like she's not about to be trading stocks. Like chances are, and the, the, if there's single mom out there with two kids that trade stocks, good for you, you're a badass. But I'm just saying the average person out there ain't gonna relate to that. Or, or here you shouldn't, you know, put your money in this such and such account or an annuity or, you know, like, A, there's not the disposable income and, and B, there's just not the time or maybe knowledge base to just get into all that. And, Stocks go up, stocks go down, right? Not guaranteed. You know, if some single mom saves up a couple grand and, and, and somebody talks her into putting it in the stock market and it tanks, you know, that person just lost all their money. So, like, when we're, like it's real, especially, I know nowadays it's trendy with the Dogecoin and the crypto. And, yeah, that stuff's going up right now, but you just never know. It's not a 100% secure you know, way to plan for the future, you know, now, if you want to just throw a couple extra bucks at it and see what happens, you know, that's, that's, that's a great idea. But as far as like banking your future, banking your children's future on like Dogecoin, like, for, or, or like trying to do it through like baseball cards. And I collect baseball cards myself, but like people like that, like, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Like I said, you may yawn and, and say how boring life insurance, like, yeah, I don't want to listen to this or how, how much is there to it? But like I said, that's just, it's because what's guaranteed? I said the stock market's not guaranteed. And this is why this is a weird thing to talk about. Nobody likes to think about it. Um, I Wait, what's guaranteed though? What's guaranteed is that we're all going to die. Oh, buzzkill. Yeah, I know, right? It sucks. But uh, it, hey, facts, right? Tell me, tell me if I'm lying. And, um, and so what's guaranteed is that we're going to die. And I'm um, 
And so just keep that in mind. That's why I'm saying this is so important and that like this is something that could literally help everybody that wants to leave a legacy and help somebody, you know, have, leave their children in a good position, maybe a better position than you were left in. Or even if you were left in a good position and you want to just continue that cycle of leaving your kids in a good position. But those type of people probably already know about this. And like I said, there's a whole, when I would be, when I would be in these classes, and I would be learning this shit. Hey, I was stoked. I was learning it. But it like gave me like this weird survivor's guilt type of thing of like, damn, like all the people that really need to be hearing this ain't here right now. You know what I'm saying? Like all the people that really need to hear this are, you know, doing hard ass jobs or, or, you know, maybe even not doing hard ass jobs. Maybe they're in the streets or just people that's caught up in the generational poverty. It's like they're the people that need to hear this information, not these people that are like... You know, and I, you know, everybody can, can find, listen to whatever information they want. I just felt this strong sense of like, 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 damn, there's a lot of people that could benefit from knowing this shit. And maybe I could be that bridge that, that, that bridges the gap. And, and that's, that's what I'm trying to do here. Um, so not, like I said, this week, no, no doobies and dick jokes. Sorry if it's a little serious for some, but, um, you know, like I said, I just, I feel strongly about this. Like I said, I, this is some a message that I want to get out to people, and I, I like I said, I almost dedicated like my career to it, and so the least I can do is dedicate a podcast episode to it. And like I said, um, it is unfortunate my guest was is gonna was gonna be able to you know dive in a lot more of the X's and O's. And I appreciate everybody watching live right now. I appreciate you. Um, you can also go subscribe on YouTube at Dreadful Talk Podcast. And find me on Instagram at Dreadful Talk Dumb. But, so like I said, Nipsey was all about like trying to uplift the urban community, the black community, the the down, you know, people that, that didn't traditionally have, you know, generational wealth and that financial literacy knowledge base that to some people may just be common knowledge. Like, oh, well, everybody doesn't know that. But I swear, when I was learning this shit for the first time, like I said it blew my mind. And so I, was, I know somebody else out there, and we may not, it's not a fun thing to admit. Nobody likes to be like, oh, yeah, I didn't know that. So, like I said, maybe just watch this or listen to this in the privacy of your own time and maybe learn a thing or two. Um, and so, like, and Nipsey, Nipsey's a person that inspired me to the core. I mean, I have a Nipsey hustle tattoo on my leg. Um, like, that's a person who I like. Literally try to like, I want to live my life like that. Just like what he was about and like what he stood for and essentially how he went about it too in kind of an unconventional way. And a little bit of an outlaw, but like a little bit of a Robin Hood. You know, he he would do, he, he ain't perfect, but he always tries to leave things better than he found it. And, and that's how, it, like I said, that kind of the example of footsteps I'm trying to follow in. And like I said, it's like whenever I was learning this knowledge, um, I just was like, man, there has to be a way to get this to the people that need to hear it. And so, like I said, so we're, hopefully, hopefully we can get there. Um, and like I said, I want to, you know, and I I want to end generational poverty. Like there's so and, the, and there's so many people who, you know, when their parents died, you didn't get shit. You maybe you even got some debt, or you got a bunch. You have to pay for the funeral, and it actually hurt you, or like maybe. You know, just nobody in your family has ever been to college and you're the first one. I know a lot of people, that was like a lot of people fall into that category 
or just there's a lot of people out there trying to like their every generation's been a certain way and you're trying to take a hard left you're trying to change shit up like you don't want your kids to go through the same shit that you had to go through and i know there's a lot of people out there that can relate to that and so so i'm and so like i said I'm, i've been fortunate in my life to be in certain rooms talk to certain people, have certain people's ear that maybe not everybody in my position, you know, traditionally would get those opportunities. And I've, I've never taken that for granted. And I've always, when I'm in those moments, try to absorb a lot. And I always try to ask questions. And, you know, I always try to walk away, you know, and I didn't like waste that opportunity. And um, so I remember this one day, I was in like a room full of like, you know, people much older than myself. And they were all doing pretty well financially. It was not a room full of broke people by any stretch. I'm not saying, you know, they're tycoons, but just people that were well off, you know. And that's, that's what a lot of people want. Everybody thinks everybody wants to hit the lottery. I mean, wouldn't that be nice? But I think most people just want to be okay. They just want to have their needs met. They want to not you know, be hanging on by a thread. I think it's safe to say that's all most people want. And that's definitely everybody in this room fell into that category. And so when I'm, when I, like I said, I try to pick people's brains, you know, ask questions. And I would always, you know, I just, hey man, so like what business are you in? Oh, I, I own this business. And I, and I, because everybody always like fast forwards. I'm always really curious about like the inception of like a business or an opportunity or a career. Like where did it like, like where did that tadpole get legs and grow out of the water? Right. Like and walk out, walk onto the water. Right. Like when, when did that really take off? Cause everybody says like, Oh, I own this business. But like how exactly did you get from point A to point B? And, and he'd be like, Oh, well, you know, I used my inheritance to start this up or, you know, I talk, then I'd go, you know, a couple minutes later, talk to the next person in the room. Like, hey, you know what business you're in? Oh, I'm, I, I'm in this business or I'm in this firm or, you know, whatever the case may be, somebody doing good, right? And it's like, oh, you know, once again, like where did that tadpole grow legs and get out of the water? Oh, well, you know, when my folks passed, you know, I was actually, I was able to sell their house and I used that money to start my business and then, oh my gosh, look where it is now. And I went around the room and everybody in that room had the exact same goddamn story. And this is, it's hard, it's hard to say this without, I'm not like trying to sound like a hater or like jealous or anything, but I, I, came, a, I came out of that room and I was like, oh... It's not rocket science. At one point, you got a large sum of money, and you just didn't fuck it up. You didn't fumble the. You didn't fumble the bag. You didn't. You know. You didn't fuck the money off. And then it propelled you for the next fucking thirty years of your life, and now you're a success. There wasn't a single person in that room that like got it out the mud and like stashed away their Taco Bell checks in a fucking piggy bank and didn't drink their fucking Starbucks coffee like the news tells you is the reason why we're poor. And like, 
No, there wasn't a single person, and I'm not saying those people don't exist. And I, those people, man, like I don't know. I just watched the Francis and Ganu episode of um, of Joe Rogan, and if you haven't seen that yet, you need to be motivated. God damn it, yeah, that does a much better job than me, and I won't even, I won't even pretend otherwise. Um, but talk about get it out the mud. He got it out the sand. And anyway, like. So, but the, I, and, and that was a common theme. So that wasn't only like a one, oh, you can say, oh, that's just that group of people. Like, no, like throughout my life, like consistently from Oklahoma and all the way to California, I've just, like I said, when I come across successful people or I find myself, I have a, somebody that got some money and I got their ear or they have a, you know, they're very successful and I got their ear. They're very, you know, I, I, I've been fortunate, like I said, to be in certain rooms, have certain conversations with certain people. And I always try to, like I said, walk away with with something new or, you know, at least attempt, at least to try to learn something from it. And um, I swear to God, I just, I had yet to come across somebody who like got it out the mud, who like every, like it was, it was weird. It was almost like every single person was like, oh yeah, well, I got an inheritance or at the very, like, you know, oh, my uncle spotted me my first 30 grand to start my business up or, you know, or, oh, my dad co-signed on, on, on a loan and, and, you know, and, and all that shit that like, that shit ain't an option for a lot of people that come from the bottom and that come from rough situations. Like that shit is like, people say that shit like so like nonchalant and everybody's like, everybody sitting in the trenches right now is like, well shit, yeah, give me a hundred grand and I wouldn't be sitting in the trenches either. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, so what I'm getting at here is that it's not rocket science. And instead of us banking on the one in a million shot that you go viral or you go pro or you get signed or you know that those rare flash in the pan rags the richest story that we all love and who wouldn't want an easy path to victory like that but man what's more likely that or the fact that y'all has gonna die one day well the answer is obvious it's not fun it's um kind of bleak and, and that option is so shiny and sexy and God damn it, wouldn't that be cool if that happened? But what's going to happen? Well, it's going to happen is, you know, hopefully one day at a ripe old age, you know, you're going to pass away. And do you want, you know, when you die, there's really, and you have kids, there's really one of two things. There's one of two things. You either leave your kids, you know, they gotta, they're in debt, they got to pay the funeral, they got to pay off the house or the bank takes it. Like, you leave your kids a fucking shit show of a nightmare, or you leave your kids an inheritance. It's really, there's really not a lot of gray area there. Like, it's you, it's really cut and dry. Not a lot of things in life are. Like, I'm, I'm a big fan of that gray area and nuance, and not a lot of things are black and white. But this is kind of one of those things. I, I don't think it's many people die like debt neutral for the most part. Like you either die with a bunch of shit and even paid off or you leave your kids, you're, you have a surplus and you pass it on to the next generation as a legacy. And then I started looking into it. I go, oh, well, surely life insurance is some rich person luxury that's like completely unattainable. Like, no, nah. 
you can actually find, you know, give and take. I mean, obviously, you know, it helps if you know you're in, in shape and you're not a smoker and all this shit, but you can find some shit super affordable. I mean, I could afford it and I'm not balling by any means. So that's what I'm saying. Like when I learned, like I don't even have kids yet, but my kids are going to be straight. Uh, and I made sure of that years and years and years before they were even thought of because I've been thinking about this shit since I was a kid. Like I didn't want to just pass on, make my problem somebody else's problem. Who knows those people that make their problem somebody else's problem? Well, I hate to say it, but if you have kids and you ain't financially prepared or you don't got nothing prepared to leave them or you just leaving them out here in this world with nothing, then, then I mean, you really doing them a disservice and, and that's probably going to be unpopular. I'm going to get some pushback for that. But I mean, take it from me, man. Like, like you, you either, it, it's like in football. I play, I grew up playing football and you either, the coach will always tell you, you either getting better or you're getting worse. Nobody leaves practice the same. And you either getting better or you're getting worse. And it's like, really, you either setting your kids up for success or you setting them up for failure. There's not a whole lot of in between. And, and this is just something so goddamn simple that like, like, like I'm just trying to really let y'all imagine, like close your eyes with me, close your eyes with me, imagine, try to imagine a world, this is going to seem crazy, where an entire generation of poverty stricken people, I won't even put a race on it, a, po a whole generation, millions and millions and millions of uh, like poverty stricken families, what if they just, when one of them died, they passed on a couple hundred grand? Do you know what that would, that would change the fucking world. And I'm, I'm not trying to even say that as hyperbole. Like, just imagine if in every hood, in every city, if just one generation was able to pass on a, a, a couple hundred G's to the next generation. Because let me break it to you, folks. That's what's happening in the suburbs. That's what's happening in the in the rich neighborhoods. That's that's how the rich get richer. It's true. But you can start that from nothing. And that's what I'm trying to do. And I know that's what a lot of y'all are trying to do as well. And, and it's really not rocket science. Like something you can what's if you had to bet the over under on if you were going to die. You bet the over, right? We all going to die. And it sucks. You know, we got a finite time here on this planet. And, and, and whatever your religious beliefs are, we'll leave it at that. But even if you believe your soul's floating up there, you know, with wings and a white robe, guess what? Chances are your loved ones or the people you left behind, they're still right there. And are they going to be still right there, you know, broke and stressed and continuing the cycle of poverty? Or does that end with you? That's what I would love to see. I would love to see it, like, in with us. And I guess, like, by us, I mean, like, millennials. I, mean, I was born in 94. And I just feel like certain past generations, I'm not even holding it against them. Like, I feel like, you know, certain people and certain groups of people weren't, I don't even want to say weren't privy to this information. They Like, they weren't allowed in the room. A lot of people weren't allowed in that room. And like I said, I've been fortunate enough to be allowed in those rooms. And like I said, it can end with us. Like, we don't have the excuse to, of not knowing or being ignorant or just like, oh, like, there's so many resources at our disposal now. And, and, and we just have to leave. 
Like, it's like, we've all heard this, leave it better than you found it, right? Like, you know, if you're like, I know anybody that played sports and you're in an away team's locker room, your coach told you to leave it better than you found it. I know for a fact. And, but people don't even apply that to their own kids. And everybody on earth says, oh, I love nothing more than my kids. I live for my kids. And I'm not calling you a lie. I know you do. But I'm saying like, there's something you can actually do that's kind of like putting your money where your mouth is, you know, and just leaving them in it. Like I said, I, I've talked to a, I don't know if I've ever met, talked to a self-made millionaire. Every millionaire I talked to started with something, a lump sum at one point, whether it was selling a parent's house or getting an inheritance or a life insurance type situation, or even like, there's obviously the freak scenarios of our, oh, I got, I, you know, I, I, like fucking lucky on King of the Hill, you know, I slipped on PP at the Megalomart and got me a settlement check. Like, you know, there's always those motherfuckers. But for the most part, man, the people that are successful were put in a position to succeed. It damn near wasn't even up to them. And I'm not saying you didn't work hard. I know that's the first thing I mean, that people cry. I worked hard. I'm sure you did. But guess what? This is how I got it. I kind of had to tell somebody this earlier. You don't think poor people work hard? The hardest working people on this fucking planet are poor. The people that are scrubbing fucking piss and cleaning shit and fucking feeding animals and cleaning their hands and knees and fucking lifting heavy shit. Don't you think those people are on fucking yachts and going to Mar-a-Lago? You know what I'm saying? You think those people want their kid to be lifting that heavy shit too or be scrubbing shit? No. But but that's what the like rich people a lot, not all but I've met a lot of rich people go oh, I worked hard. It's like you don't think those people are working hard. That single mom with three jobs, she ain't working hard. You gonna look me in the eye and tell me she ain't look working hard? Probably harder than your fucking office job having ass. And and that's just something I feel real passionate about. But like they don't have to, they don't have to just continue on like that. It, it, there there's a path out, and it can be something as simple. As life insurance, it's just making sure your next generation is straight. Like everybody says that, then do it. Just imagine, y'all. Imagine a whole generation of little babies that was just financially straight. That damn near seems like some like Wakanda type shit, don't it? For real. But it can happen. It's easily attainable. Couple hundred dollars a month, you know. I mean, we all, like, you know, and I know not everybody got it, and I feel you, but I'm just saying, maybe next time you do get a couple extra hundred or a tax return, or maybe you think of, of, of securing the next generation with it as opposed, and I, I get it, man. We all got pressing needs, and, you know, your, your car, as soon as you get a little money, your car breaks down, and you're, this is happening to me. I finally got a little money, and my dog needs, like, a couple grand worth of vet work. Like, shit. I get it. Trust me. I get it more than anybody. But I just feel like there's a way out and it's a simple way out. And like if just every person right now, like like it's literally, and I know I sound like some infomercial for a life insurance company. Like I'm not going to make a dime off this. Like maybe I, if you want to sponsor me life insurance people, hit me up. But like seriously, as of now, no, no bait and switch. Like I'm just saying, like imagine if just every poor millennial and by poor I'm, i mean fuck if you make less than what 60 70 grand you're pretty much poor right i mean essentially 
I know some of you like to not think that, but in the big picture, and I'm just saying, what if everybody, you know, everybody just went and we all got life insurance and then in 50, 60, 70 years, 80 years, whenever it is that it's our time to go, boom, cycle fucking ended, chop the head off the fucking snake, cycle of generational poverty ended with just one simple decision. And like I said, when I was in the room in these classes learning all this, you know, it was the people that needed to hear it the most that weren't in the rooms with me. And I just wanted to let some of y'all in the room. That's what I'm trying to do here. Something I feel very passionate about. And there's even a whole nother type of life insurance. Like life insurance, a lot of people think, oh, you just... Pay a monthly fee, and then when you die, you get a check. And that, that kind does exist. But there's also life insurances that can protect your money and grow interest. And it's tax-free, too, because it's life insurance. It's called an IUL. And I swear to God, when I learned this shit, it almost seemed like it was like, it was like is you sure this shit is legal? Because, like, all right, so a lot of people who work in jobs out there, they have what's called a 401k for their retirement plan. And that's good, that's better than nothing. Shout out to you if you have a 401k. But if the stock market crashes, your money's tied up in the stock market, you lose it. Like that's what happened to a lot of people in 2008 when the, when the stock market crashed, they lost their whole, they've been working 30 years and they, they got no retirement. And, but you can do essentially them the same thing, put the money into an IUL and it grows, but it can't drop. They don't let it go down. It can only go up. And I know that seems like too good to be true. And I asked every fucking question there was to ask to make sure I wasn't getting fleeced. It's like some rich person loophole fucking white collar shit, man. But it's like, that's why I'm trying to let the average everyday man in on it. Rich people been playing the system for so long. I want, I want you kind of like the GameStop shit. Like, this is kind of like that. Like, you kind of can get in on the secret and turn the game upside down if we all decided to do this shit and just be smart with it. And like, and then also, it's crazy. This sounds like a cheat code, right? If you have one of those IULs, if, even if you go to jail, they can't seize that money because it's your life insurance. It's not like a, like... In a bank account, but you can still pull money out of it. Obviously, not if you're in jail, but if, like I'm telling you, there's crazy shit in life insurance and IULs that it's so much safer than the stock market. It's safer than a 401k, and it can like legit change, change like generations. Like I said, just a, like I'm trying to think right now. I'm trying to think right now if I just had like a quarter of a mil just given to me. Obviously, it would be under the circumstances of a tragedy if somebody passed. But I'm just I'm like, what that would do for not only my life, but my future children's life. I mean, it would look literally nothing like any previous generations of, of what my family, you know, I don't want to say endured and be dramatic, but you know, went through and just certain struggles that just wouldn't cease to exist. Poof, right then and there instantly just cease to exist. If, like, I mean, think about it. I mean, just think about it. If you had a couple hundred grand, just boom, here you go. Said, now, obviously, nothing's free. It comes at a great, great expense of somebody passing, but that's going to happen anyway. 
That's what people, everybody, oh, I don't like to think about that, or, oh, shit, like, that stresses me out to think about, or, oh, don't talk like that. I don't like, like, you know, superstitious people. Don't, I don't like to talk about my death, because it's gonna fucking happen, like, so, whether you prepared or not, you might as well set up that next generation, man. Like, I would just, I would just love to see it. Like, it damn near brings a tear to my eye. Just imagine if every little... Working class, I, like, I know I keep saying poor, but working class, even middle class, like, trust me, a lot of the people think they balling, ain't balling. Just well, imagine what a couple hundred grand given to that next generation would do. Like I said, I, I have yet to, yet to, yet to, and I know they exist and I know they're out there, but I've yet to meet somebody who truly, truly got it out the mud. Like, I know everybody wants to act like that's what they're doing, and I guess, you know, you, do, you can go up a little ring or two on the ladder. But, like, seriously, like, every successful, essentially millionaire or business owner or just, like, almost all of them, like, there's no absolutes, but almost all of them that I've talked to, and if you've talked to ones that are different, good for you, but I'm just going off, I can only speak of my life experience. They all started with, like, an inheritance or a house or a settlement. They all got a lump sum of money and just didn't fumble the bag. It's not rocket science. Like these, these, a lot of rich people ain't no smarter than you or me, or they don't work no harder than you or me. They got handed a very favorable situation that they just didn't fuck up. And I, first off, regardless if you're struggling or successful, everybody will tell you half the battle is just not fucking up, like avoiding the obvious mistakes. So I'm not trying to cast that in a negative light. But like if somebody gives you a couple hundred grand and you just don't fuck it up or you grow that couple hundred grand to like a half a mil or you, you know, it's kind of easy to make money when you have money. You know what I mean? Like whether that means starting a business or investing, but you can't do either if, if you're just, you know, working an hourly job and don't really have any left over at the end of the month, uh, which is a lot of people. And there's no shame in that, you know, do what you got to do. But I'm just saying, wouldn't it be nice if your kids or your grandkids didn't have to live like that? They could just see how the other half lived. Because the other half is doing what I'm saying. In, their kids are inheriting shit. They have life insurance. They, they're passing property down. Do you, you want your kid to be renting an apartment? You know? Like... For real. Like, or do you want them to have some land, a house, or at least a big chunk of cash to fucking start moving the family upwards, upwards and onwards, you know? Um, it's, it's super possible. It sounds like utopian. Um, sounds too good to be true. Um, and, and, you know, for some people it may be, but for a lot of people, it's totally doable. It can like realistically change the path of your whole family's trajectory. And I know that's what a lot of us are trying to do. I know a lot, a lot, a lot of people that want that want better for their kids that than they have for themselves. And, 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 and you know, shout, shout out to those people, man. Those people, those are my type of people, man. And people that are still trying to do it the right way, you know, like... We all know people, you know, that go about it the wrong way. And, you know, that I'm not trying to condone that. But, you know, it, it's when, when, you know, your push comes to shove, you know, people make decisions. But, like I said, wouldn't it be nice if your kid 
didn't have to make those same decisions. And, you know, that's that's what I'm pretty much just going to leave it at. You know, like I said, this is kind of a little different type of episode this week. Um, where, you know, I may still have that guest on sometime in the future to talk a little more X's and O's and a little more in-depth. You know, like I said, it's, it's been a little over a year since I've been out of that world and he's kicking ass in that world. So, he, you know, he has way more knowledge on this than me. But just wouldn't it be nice, wouldn't it be great if just, you know, we all passed on a few hundred grand to our kids instead of leaving them in a shit situation and then letting that cycle continue. Like, I really think it's possible a world to exist where, you know, I don't, I won't say all, but like a lot of vast majority of us can end that cycle with us, which I know is the goal that we trying to do. Honestly, we, cause I'm right there with you. And I, you know, we'll see. I got a lot of years left to see, hopefully to see if, uh, we can make it happen, but that's what the fuck we all trying to do, right? And like I said, I just hope that I could, with this episode, like I said, it may not have been fun, may not have been doobies and dick jokes, but um, I hope that, like, if, like I said, if one fucking kid is born fucking 30 years from now with an inheritance, then I won't regret doing this podcast, you know? Like, if, if, if one family cycle of generational poverty can end because of this, then it was all worth it, you know? So I just, I hope this information can find its way to the people that need to hear it and the people like me that are trying to take generations uh, of poverty and, and, and turn it in another direction and have it stop with you. Um, I just, I want, I want that. I want that. That's my vision for the world. Like, that's the world that like I want, you know, my grandkids and shit to grow up in. So, I, and I know that's what a lot of y'all want too. So I just hope, you know, somebody out there found this helpful or, you know, can relate to it or, you know, is is going through something similar. Um, yeah, I hope this finds it to the people that need to hear it. This was episode 36 of Dreadful Talk. And, you know, this week's subject was just ending generational poverty. Um, you can subscribe. Please go subscribe on YouTube. That helps me out a lot when you guys do that. Um, Dreadful Talk Podcast on YouTube. Or if you prefer audio, you can find it wherever you get your audio podcast. Um, appreciate it, everybody. Thanks a lot.